All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Chasing Function, and this is Kai. This is Noah. And we back. We yeah. back. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Was it Halloween? Well, it was, did you just ask, was it Halloween, Kai? <laughs> I don't know Come on, Kai. I don't remember. <laughs> Kai doesn't have kids, so he doesn't have to worry about Halloween like I do. Yeah. We went hard in the paint. So my kids out trick or treating. It was good. It was fun. We uh we had a good time. We my girls are at a point now, age wise, that like it's like fun, fun now. So they're mm. almost eight. So like they got out and they hit the streets hard. Like they were sprinting to houses. It was adorable. <laughs> um, but it was funny watching them as they got more and more candy. The bags got heavier. So like it went from this like sprint, to, like this farmer carry to this like. They didn't think they could make it home, and they were hopeless. It was pretty adorable to watch. But, um, yeah, man, Halloween's cool. It's a good time. Speaking of muscle. <laughs> muscle. Speaking, about, speaking of farmer carries, we should talk about muscle. What? What? Get jerked. Okay, Crazy. so Crazy Kai and I had – we had listened to uh, Real, and it was all about muscle, but the perspective around the the – the perspective around it I thought was really interesting um, in that we always think about muscle as a get bigger, get bigger, get bigger mm-hmm. um, instead of get to a normal place, right? So we'll let's play the reel and then we'll go from there. Here we go. Hey, Power Athlete Nation. Howdy. We're going down the rabbit hole. More muscle is better for you long-term. Muscle is the organ of longevity. Everybody talks about obesity. Obesity, we have an obesity epidemic. We just solved this obesity problem. All our issues are gonna go away. But the reality is, are we over fat? Yeah, maybe, but actually, are we under-muscled? And the concept that muscle is the organ of longevity is that the diseases of obesity and the diseases that ride along with obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, that these are actually diseases of skeletal muscle first that begin decades earlier. That is where this concept of muscle-centric medicine came from, really trying to shift the paradigm. And when you think about a paradigm, it's really just a construct for how we're operating, a construct of beliefs that we've put in place that we're gonna now execute on. And we've been operating under this construct of obesity. And I believe that that's wrong and that muscle is the organ of longevity. And if we can interface muscle with health, we can change the trajectory of the way we age. Wow. Wow. Just wow. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. So I always let you go first. I'm going to go first. Right. Because I've always forget what I'm going to say. So go I'm going to go first. Okay. So what leaps out to me? Like what, what's the, the initial leap? I always think about when you look at all those old pictures of people in like PE mm-hmm. from like the like 20s and 30s. And the old pictures of like the beaches in like the same time frame, and no one's overweight, right? Which which we understand. But if you look at the web build of everybody, everybody is well muscled. All the men are very square, uh, borderline V shaped, and so the initial thought process when you see it is always like, wow, like look at how nobody's fat. 
Yeah. But this like immediately triggered in my brain, like, look how well muscled everyone was. And granted, it was a world of like manual labor, right? So like those people did things in real life. They didn't do fake fitness, right? Like like <laughs> we do. But yeah. it's really interesting to me how different people look in terms of just structure and build. And I mean, you know, you and I both work with a lot of high school kids. Structurally, they look different. Yeah. Right. So if their structures look that different, what does that mean? Right. For one, it means that they're not expressing the genes around muscle growth, which means that they're going to have naturally lower levels of testosterone and higher levels of estrogen as a man. Um, as a woman, you'll have less progesterone and estrogen as well. Um, and you're setting, you're not setting them up for a great success. Like a lot of people I know, a lot of like, like men I know that were wrestlers in high school or people that were cross country runners or like those people tend to stay pretty fit. Like they never really get overweight. And I think part of it is that we've established this muscle mass and muscle tone that they carry and sustain for long periods of time. All right, that was my thought. What are your thoughts on my thought and then your thoughts? Whoa, that's a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, one environment, right? Like like you said, like we don't have as much laborious jobs anymore and more people are going into um, offices and things like that. And even now working from home, right? Like right. people are sed- even more sedentary. So um that's one part of it, I think. And then the other part is like the, um, I mean, like the food, right? The food is a little bit sure. different, but I think just the knowledge of health, I think was a little bit more, not prevalent, but simpler, I think. Like, it wasn't like, you know, well, if you have this, then you have to have this and that. And, you know, like right now, like there's something like we talked about in our other podcast, there's like an information overload versus back then it was like, well, if I work out, I stay healthy. So I should probably continue doing that. I'm active. I'm walking like I stay pretty healthy. So it wasn't super um, complex where now it's like, well, you need a Fitbit. So you know how many steps you're getting. And if you're not getting 10,000 steps, you're not doing it right. So I think uh, that's part of part of it too. But um, I think that the, the thought of that we don't have an obesity epidemic, we have a under-muscled epidemic, I think is a really cool paradigm shift so that people can think of it differently instead of like, well, I need to lose weight um, and, and think of it, like I need to gain muscle. I think that's more of a long-term solution than losing weight. Cause we lose weight by getting sick. We lose weight by, um, you know, being bedridden. We could lose weight by, um, overheating. Like when we are in a sauna, we can lose water weight. So those aren't all necessarily healthy. Right. But if we gain muscle, I don't really see a um, bad thing that can happen from that. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I think you make a lot of good points. I think like to me, 
when I start to really consider when you look at like the way we think about everything in the, the current culture, it is all around loss. Yeah. It's burn, it's lose weight, it's got cleanser colon, it's like it's all of these gimmicky ideas around moving a number down on the scale, which really doesn't you know, is a loose representation of health, right? Yeah. And so none of that is add, mm-hmm. right? Nor is none of it addition by subtraction, right? Oh. So you hear a lot of people, I hear a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people that are like, well, once I start working out, I don't want to eat poorly because I feel icky and then I don't want to work out again. And I like working out, right? Mm-hmm. It starts with working out. That was the first perspective around things, right? Yeah. But then this this idea and this reel gets more complex because okay so like we started working out so am I going to a, a a booty burn boot camp of course or am I going to go and train hypertrophy right and so the gaining simplicity muscle. around right gaining muscle right the simplicity around gaining muscle the programs aren't sexy they're they're really not that 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 they don't look that cool, right? It's five sets of 10 on of, of four exercises and you can go home, right? Um, Simple, but not not necessarily like enjoyable or fun. Right, well, and, and just not gimmicky. I actually think five sets of 10 is really fun. Like I enjoy it. It's just, there's no gimmick to it, right? It's pretty yeah. straightforward. You're gonna go, you're gonna lift weights, you're gonna go home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's important to you know, do conditioning and things like that. Like those are, that's another piece of the puzzle as well. Right. Like sure. Being in calorie deficit, all those things. But in a lot of cases with most people, like if they lift weights and they don't continue to eat more that in its own right will lead to fat loss and muscle gain. Right. So if we change our perspective around like longevity is dictated by how much muscle I carry, then I think there's some like real upside to being strong. You know, the, the American Heart Association a few years came out with a study that said men that can squat their body weight into post 60 have a significantly lower percent of heart disease than men who cannot. Right. So that means putting whatever you weigh in the barbell, going down, squatting, standing back up. And a lot of people, when they read that, was like, well, that's like really short-sighted. And and I actually saw it the other way. I saw it as, well, if I can squat my body weight, then I also can go up and down stairs. I can sit in a a chair. I can stand up. It means I could probably go for a hike. Yeah. Like, if I'm strong enough to sustain posture, I can do more things. And if I do more things – I'm less likely to become sedentary. If I'm less likely to become sedentary, I'm less likely to, to get sick, right? Yeah. And so I think that's that's a big piece of this puzzle is, you know, lifting weights is going to open access around that. Yeah, and I think that I think that people would see a bigger difference than just losing weight. Because, like, people that really see drastic difference that I've seen are the people that are, like, extremely obese, right? The people that are 
300 and plus versus like you know like all the the people that want to lose like i need to shed 15 pounds for uh for summer or i just want to lose this next five pounds like it takes a long time and it's like it goes up and down right because of how the body fluctuates and so they're not going to see the exact results they're not going to feel that instant gratification they're just going to quit right most of the time so by changing the the perspective of losing or gaining things when you when you shift it to let's let's gain some muscle and and you'll see a bit a big difference right your your weight not may not necessarily go down but body fat might right um you may see the scale go up but that's because you're you're building more muscle but they'll see you know, oh, wow, you know, like I can go up and down stairs without huffing and puffing. I can um, get up off the toilet, right? Like that's a pretty big yeah. deal for, for some people, especially my, the population that I work with. And, um, you know, they may feel like, oh, I feel more steady when I stand up. I don't feel like I'm going to fall over. Or, um, you know, maybe your clothes fit a little bit better or maybe they're a little bit tighter, that's what they want so in the right place yeah in the right places um but i think <laughs> that that people will see a bigger difference and change quicker than trying to lose like 20 or less pounds i think that that's and then and then people are going to be like wow this is awesome i i want to continue doing this um but then i see the problem of um like women wanting to not get like bulky right but they'll see that it takes a little while for them to even get to that point, right? A little while is like really short-sighted. I, the truth of the matter, there's, I can't remember the guy's name. He's on Instagram and he, he goes around and he asks people if they're natty or not. If right? they're what? Natty or not. Natty. Natty. So like naturally. So like oh, basically okay. do they use, do they use enhancement drugs? Oh, 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 okay. And he goes up to a lot of fit women who um, I wouldn't consider bulky by any means that uh -huh. are, you know, well muscled at best. Yeah. And a lot of those women are not natural. They'll, they openly say, yes, I've used steroids before. Wow. I don't, I think it's really short sighted to think that we can just suddenly just get gigantic. Like, I think we're really downplaying what, what like my dog. My dog is like having a ridiculous coughing fit here. Of hey, course, oh, he is. By the way, welcome to the show. Um, there, good lord, I'm just listening to him. Okay, I'm gonna put him outside. Um, but I think it's really short sighted to say like I'm just gonna get bulky. But I don't want to waste a lot of time on that because I know we've talked about that a lot, um, and I know everyone knows my opinion on on biologically how difficult it is to get large. But I think the thing I do want to talk about here, and I don't want to get lost in this is that a lot of the chronic disease is a muscle issue. I think that was an interesting statement in its own right. I think when you look at diabetes, right? Yeah. When you look at fibromyalgia, you look at osteoporosis, you look at, um, I mean, I mean, you even, even Alzheimer's, right? When you look at all those diseases, two things pop out to me. One, those, you know, something like Alzheimer's, right? Mm -hmm. They're quickly seeing that Alzheimer's, diabetes, the issue with those illnesses is not the, the consumption of sugar. It's 
the overconsumption of sugar, yeah. right? So undigested, unprocessed sugar that is not being utilized and being stored to fat. That's the problem, right? Yeah. They're finding with most cancers that tumor cells grow based on surpluses of glucose, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't how it's being sold to us. We're just being sold that sugar is bad, right? And this is what we do here in, in the United States. It's like we just like vilify stuff yeah. and, and just say, you know, like, well, sugar is bad, so don't have sugar. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of really well-muscled bodybuilders that are very fit that consume large amounts of sugar and they don't have any issues whatsoever with these these problems, right? And so going back to this idea that muscle – is the solvency for, for diabetes and the solvency for fibromyalgia and osteoporosis. It turns out that one, if I'm consuming sugar, but I'm using the sugar for energy output, so it's digesting and being utilized, it's not stored to excess fat, which means that I'm, it's not a problem, one. Two, people with more muscle Process sugar better, right? So everyone out there who's like, I have a sweet tooth, you don't have to stop eating sugar. Just use it. Go ahead, guy. Oh, no, I was raising my hand because I got a sugar tooth, sweet tooth. Oh, yeah, sweet tooth? <laughs> uh, same. Um, and then I've never really thought of it like this, but fit people don't get diabetes, Right? Yeah. Like fit people don't have osteoporosis. Fit people don't have fibromyalgia. Right? So there's some 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 pretty simplicity in this, right? The more muscle you carry, the fitter you are, the stronger you are, the less likely you are to get sick. So it isn't a weight loss issue. It's a muscle gain issue. And I I actually that's the thing that really, really, really stood out to me about this podcast was like, damn, like it's, it's being missold to the population because what happens is if somebody has diabetes, what do they do? They put them on a ketogenic diet with a reduction in a dramatic reduction in calories. Usually there's intermittent fasting and they're taking insulin, right? But there's still not a lot of insight around like, yo, you need to hire a bodybuilding coach and like get ready for a show and put on 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that would solve the problem. And so I think yeah. culturally we have to shift the way we think about things and start looking at it a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the... <sighs> Yeah, just shifting the perspective from losing to gaining, I think is huge. So from a psychological standpoint, I think would be huge for a lot of people. And it's like, um, by gaining muscle, the side effects is weight loss, right? right? Depending on, you know, eating, eating and things like that. But yeah, like, I, I definitely don't really see a downside to gaining muscle, Versus like losing weight can be done in a very, very unhealthy way. Right. But also building muscle can be done in a very <laughs> unhealthy way as well. But I think that the margin of error is, is a lot less in building muscle than it is losing weight. But I mean, um, far less people, I don't think the general population is going to 
start openly trying to find access to steroids. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, but I do think that, um, um, like when I hear, uh, people getting diagnosed with, um, type two diabetes, right. The number one prescription for that, that I've heard from, from their doctors was exercise. Right. So it's like, well, yes, exercise, but exercise is going to build strength. That's going to build muscle. Right. Cause like you said, like if they're they're they cut down their, um, their sugar intake, they still need to, to build muscle because once they do start having sugar or have carbs, it's going to affect them the same unless they start to utilize that. Right. So I think that that's the, the key thing when looking at that plus all these other um, diseases that, that are happening to these, these populations that are very sedentary, that are not, um, well built in muscle. Um, and I think, I, I think I told you when you sent me that I wanted to coin that or, uh, start using that muscle centric medicine. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I think that this is a good, good, uh, solution, root solution to a lot of issues, right? It's not going to solve the world's problems, but I think once, once people can start to think about, um, gaining muscle versus losing weight, I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a big shift for a lot of people. So I just had this thought and this might be next week's podcast, but when you look at the cultural shift, something kind of stands out to me. So like, I just kind of was thinking about, do you remember, granted I'm old, do you remember when Ephedra was really popular? I think you're, you're too old for me, bro. Okay. So <laughs> I think it was the nineties, but Fen-Fen and Ephedra, which are primary components in methamphetamines, um were being um sold in a um in a pretty cleaned up package as weight loss supplements and they work right turns out methamphetamines work great to lose weight so people were pumping these pills right pumping 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 people were dropping dead left and right heart attacks because what happens when you take an overweight person who's deconditioned and you accelerate their heart which already has a lot of stress on it you die yeah and so but culturally people were like totally okay with ephedra and fenfen but steroids are really problematic in our culture right mm-hmm. yeah. steroids are really taboo really problematic um people look down on it like frown upon it heavily right yeah it's interesting to me culturally how problematic it is to take supplementation around getting stronger thicker denser muscle mm-hmm. than it is to take a supplement that allows you to still eat like shit and lose weight i don't i i struggle with understanding culture the cultural direction we're going and i i think about the world of this world we've created of toxic masculinity everything's toxic masculinity everything on instagram reels is like gym bros are the worst like everything on dating apps is like well if you have a picture of you at the gym you're 
toxically masculine and you're a bad person, which don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are terrible people that are gym people, right? Yeah. But when I start thinking about the cultural dynamic changing and pushing away from this idea of masculinity and leaning into body positivity, I think it becomes a really slippery slope, right? Um, I enjoy Lizzo. I enjoy her message. I like her music. I think this idea of like not being hateful and mean to people is great. Yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to embrace a world of, of body positivity when that the community is preaching, like, love yourself for what you are, even if you're significantly overweight, morbidly obese, and well on the road to many, many, a lot of issues health-wise, right? Yeah. And so my struggle is, is if it's toxically masculine to be strong and fit and dedicated to, to training, but body positivity is going to continue to grow, what happens culturally? Like, I think we end up having a huge cultural issue because we already have a rate, a rising rate of obesity that is unbelievable. I mean, it's like 50% of Americans are obese. You're talking about like, people don't really understand the strain that puts on the economy, the strain that puts on the insurance industry, the strain that puts on the medical industry, the shortage it creates of, of supply around the medication that keeps people healthy. Like all of these things are huge problems culturally, yet we continue to promote this idea of body positivity. Again, I don't think anybody should be treated poorly or be uh, chastised for choices they make around their body. It's their body. But I also wonder at what point do we start having conversations around it's a trauma response to be that overweight, right? Just like it's a trauma response to be aggressively overmuscled, right? Typically, people that are really, really overmuscled and really well-muscled aren't um, super well-adjusted. Like it takes a certain mindset and, and level of dedication and punishment to get to that point of your, your body. Right. So I think both sides are pro- can be problematic, but what happened to the middle ground? It's gone. Cause go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, I forget what podcast it was, but we did one not too long ago, but you know, the, the whole idea around, um body positivity is not about um i don't think it was built around health i think it was built around psychological safety and um and making yourself feel good about who you are right which i totally stand by but the problem i think is that it was taken and used for health right so it's two totally different things and i think that's what's wrong with the the idea that it's um something to do with health because yeah you can love who you are and love your body and everything like that now the other side of that is well Let's make sure you're healthy so that you don't need medication, that you don't need um, surgery, like a double bypass surgery or, or anything like that. 
um, let's make sure that you can, um, you know, sustain your lifestyle on your own and not need other things like all these things that are um, health related need to be addressed as well as love who you are, love your body and love yourself. I think that they're, they're two separate things, but they're being portrayed as, as both. Um, and I think that that's the issue that a lot of people are having. Right. Cause I think what's her name? Um, was it Jane Fonda or whoever made those like workout videos? She came mm -hmm. out and was like, Lizzo is being ridiculous. This is not a sign of health and she shouldn't be doing this and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's two different, two, they're speaking two different languages. Right. So I think that to get on the same page, like body positivity and like not body shaming anybody is, is psychological safety, right? It's an emotional piece of it. And I think that that is important and we all need to love ourselves and love our body but we also need to make sure that we stay healthy so that we can live our life um, in a way that is uh, contributing to society and, and making sure that we're there for our loved ones and, and all that um, but I think yeah we just need to make sure that it's separate and not not being seen as the same thing I think that's the problem I mean that's 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 the problem with all of it, right? Is yeah. if I go to F45, right? F45 is, is it's a boot camp, right? Like they don't, there's no, yeah. they aren't training any sort of like muscle growth exercises. It's just get your heart rate up as much as you can. Orange theory, same way. Yeah. Barry's boot camp, same way. Like we can go on for days, right? And, they all, it, it, everything becomes so polarizing, right? They lean in one direction, one direction only. And so there's, okay, we can either bodybuild or we can do aggressive cardiovascular training. And I don't fully understand why there's such a divide along those worlds. Like I just don't get why you can't, why can't F45 have hypertrophy training before boot camp, right? Yeah. Why? And to your point, right? Like this idea of body positivity is, it depends, right? Like in the end, it depends, right? Like I oh. think that you can, you can love your body and also ask more of your body, yeah. right? You can love your body, but also have a realistic expectation that, I'm directionally going to a place of sickness, right? Yeah. I don't think we should chastise people for the way they look or the way they feel. But I also am like, well, there's a, there's a very foreseeable future where the American economy cri is crippled because the American medical system has so much sustained debt because people can't pay for care. It, it, like it, it, there's a real place like where an empire could fall due to illness. That's real. That's a real potential, guys. Like insurance only works if a small percentage of people are using insurance. It does not work if everybody needs insurance. Premiums go through the roof. Insurance premiums already are through the roof. Like I talked to plenty of people that are like a third of their paycheck is going towards insurance. And it's not great care, 
right? And then they're advocating for socialized medicine. But then when they find out that in Switzerland, it's five to seven hours to see a doctor in emergency intensive care units, they go, well, well that doesn't work either. Well, here's the thing. If everybody's sick, socialized medicine doesn't work either because we don't have enough people in the industry, right? So the answer to this problem is we Take have to be healthier. What's that? Say again. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, right? So until we can embrace this idea of, of muscle is health and, and circle back to a world or somewhere in between the world where we take better care of ourselves, we're in some real trouble. And so for me, I think directionally, when I look at the body positivity movement for what it is, I any percentage moving towards embracing and celebrating poor health is problematic. And so I, I struggle when I look at the direction we're going from a fitness perspective, because I see so many people that are going to the gym and they're working very hard, but they're just spinning their wheels because they're going to Orange Theory. Yeah. Right? Or they're going to Barry's Boot Camp or they're going to F45 or, or as somebody who does CrossFit or that goes to CrossFit. The truth of the matter is, is CrossFit is just a, a, an advanced version of F45, right? You still need hypertrophy training. You still have to lift weights. You know, I talk to people all the time that are like, my shoulder hurts and I do CrossFit. I'm like, well, you don't do any accessory shoulder work. Yeah. You don't train rotation. You don't load rotation. You don't do lateral raises. You don't do front rate. You don't do anything to create a stronger joint. And so I struggle with when I, when I hear podcast reels like we just listened to, um, I have a hard time because the truth of the matter is, is like, there's not a lot of people conveying a message of let's celebrate strength. Let's celebrate muscle growth. Let's celebrate performance, you know? And so to me, I, f I find far more value in celebrating somebody's ability to do a pull up for the first time than I do watching somebody burn 1500 calories at orange theory. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, I, you know, as always, I get a little long winded on this stuff, but I, I hope people can understand where I'm coming from with the passion around this is like, I see this as like a, a literal cultural divide. Like I think it's going to be a problem that's going to be generationally forced upon our kids and our kids, kids. And, and I really do think it can and potentially, I mean, ruin I mean, I mean, ruin the United States. So um, I got a little doomsday as I always do, but no, um, I do want to say one thanks. thing though. Go ahead. Um, I think that from a standpoint of how we're looking at fitness, medicine, culture, all these things, right. We always tend to, um, minimize it to one thing right so like like you were talking about like it's, oh it has to be bodybuilding no bodybuilding is not just the answer oh it's just cardio no cardio is not just the answer oh it's just medicine oh no the medicine is not just the answer like we we take it to the 
the specifics of the one thing that can just change everything, right? The one size fits right. all approach. And I think once we get away from that, it's like, okay, right now, where am I at? I am like in your, your case, right? Like you were super strong. You had right. well-built muscle. Cardiovascular was not, not, not as good as it could be. Right. So then you went into CrossFit. Now you're doing CrossFit and then, you know, let's just say like your shoulder hurts. Okay. Well now you're going to go do those accessory, um, accessory exercises to build a better shoulder right to be able to do the lifts that you want to do at crossfit so it's not just oh, okay well just do crossfit and you, for the rest of your life and you're going to be good it's like well right. what is the thing that and that's why i always lean on it depends right because you're always assessing okay well where am i at right now um i've i've built a well well-rounded um uh, structure of muscle and now I just need to make sure that that muscle can sustain for longer periods of time and, or vice versa, like someone who's always ran marathons and, and ultra marathons and all that. Well, now they're older, they can't run that much anymore. And they're getting, um, you know, stomach issues. They're getting all these other things. It's like, well, okay, let's build some muscle. Let's, you know, utilize carbs that we're getting and, and, um, get more protein, blah, 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 whatever it may be. Right. Um, but it's not just build muscle. It's not just go do cardio. It's not just go get medicine. It's, it's a holistic approach of, well, what does the body need right now and go do that thing. And then yeah. things change, right? The only thing constant is change. So then what does the body need in 10 days? Who knows? It may need to, do cardio may need to go do crossfit may need to go bodybuild like we won't know until we're there but we can't keep thinking well you know pharma pharmaceuticals are the way to go so whenever you have problems you just go do that well maybe sometimes we need you know essential oils maybe we need supplements maybe we need better food better quality food like right but i think yes while the idea of muscle um, centric medicine is important it's medicine right Medicine's not there to be um, the end all be all. It's there to support the, the body. And so the more you can support the body, the better your body will be. Mic drop. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I love that, Kai. I think, I think that you, you did an awesome job of bringing together my point. And I think so much, so I, I'm always beating the drum on strength with the assumption that everybody needs strength, right? Um, and I think the populations I work with do, but yeah. that doesn't mean everyone does, right? And I, so I think um, that's a really, really good point in, in evaluating where you are and, and understanding what you need. Because you're right, I've backed off strength significantly, significantly, right? Like um, trying to achieve other goals. So, because um, I, am, I am the anomaly in that strength equation. And to be honest with you, as somebody who's, too far on the strength meter, I have my own issues in terms of health problems, right? So like I have my own health risks that are associated with being overtly muscled, right? And so I think that's the other thing about this equation. So much of our population does fit one side of this equation of needing to get stronger. And I think that is a larger percentage of the population. But yeah, for sure, if you are overtly muscled, 
you have potential other issues like joint replacements, tendon replacements, um, still potential issues around diabetes, hypertension, things like that. So to your point, the answer does lie in the middle as always. And it's just being realistic about evaluating where you are in the spectrum and how to get better. If you have an injury, you probably have a weakness, right? If you have a deficiency in a range of motion that you want, you have an access issue, right? If this is aggressive, but if you can't deadlift your body weight, if you can't do a lunge, if you can't do a push-up, if you can't do a pull-up, odds are you need to be stronger. I had read something crazy that it was like, if you're, if you can run a mile in like sub nine minutes, do 20 push-ups, 10 pull-ups, and like it was like something like 50 straight bodyweight squats, you're in like the, the three percentile or something of like the population. That's unreal. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know if it seems correct, but then I think about it and I'm like, how many people do I know that can do 10 pull-ups? Right? How many people do I know that could do 20 really good push-ups? No. Those two alone, I actually think, would rule out a large sum of the population. For sure. And I know tons of people that can run the mile, but can't do the strength stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know tons of people that can do the strength stuff that can't run the mile. Yeah. Right? So at first I read it and I was like, bullshit. And then I thought <laughs> about it and I'm like, maybe not. Like, is that where we are culturally that like people can't even do those things? No. Because I'll tell you, if I ask somebody to do 10 pull-ups, myself included as the larger man, it ain't happening. I think I can do five, right? In well, my I mean, case, it's a size have, issue. Well, does right? it have to be in a row? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> You're 10 in a week? Yeah. Kai does one a, week, one a day for 10 days. Um, but I don't know. I mean, these are things to think about, though, right? Because yeah. really... Like that one kind of messed with my brain a little bit. Like that kind of, kind of messed with me. Like it was like, damn, like we're really that fragile as a society. A nine minute mile is not a fast mile. No. You know what I mean? Like that's a, a power walk. Like, so anyways, this can go on for days, but things to think about guys, foods for thought, like where do you fit on this spectrum of strength and health, right? Where are you? Are you, do you find yourself under muscle? Do you find yourself over muscle? Do you find yourself uh, with limited range of motion in, in terms of the world you need? Do you find yourself with too much range of motion? Do you find yourself eating too much protein? Is it too little protein? I think our hope with a podcast like today is take some inventory as to where you are and who you are as a person, evaluate where you are and make some decisions as far as changing some things. If you find yourself leaning very heavily on conditioning and being under muscled, it wouldn't be a terrible idea to, to pick two days a week to do some bicep curls and to do some, you know, back squats and, and to train to be a little bit more fuller. Right. Um, That's my closing thought. Seconded. 
Seconded. With that said, thank you guys for listening. As always, this is Chasing Function, and I am Noah at Root.Solution, and this is... Kai at Control the Basics, and we will catch you guys next time.